Praise God. <laughs> amen, amen. God is good. Amen. Thank you for that ministry. It was absolutely amazing. Amen. You can preach in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere like this. Can you say amen in this place, sir? Amen, amen. Let's turn in our Bibles, if you have them, to Proverbs, uh, Proverbs chapter 3. God is so good. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to read a couple of verses uh, uh, from the Bible there. You know, happiness, happiness is a, a wonderful quality that we all desire. Um, there's many things that we would do in order to try and reach or try and attain happiness. There's many things we would try and pursue in order to get happiness. Some people uh, try and amass things in order to be happy. If I get this, I'm going to be happy. Um, if I wear this, I'm going to be happy. If I live in this type of area or this postcode, I'm going to be happy. Some people is to do with relationships. Listen, if I get married to her, hey, Lord knows I'm going to be happy. Come on now. <laughs> people say, listen, if I can just get him, I'm going to be happy. Some people put it to all sorts of things. And, uh, but the, the main thing is, listen, we want to be happy. And that's a good quality. I want to be happy. I dare I say, you want to be happy. So it's a good thing we need to understand that. And we want to you know, understand how it or what it is we have to do in order to be happy. Because you, you, it's many places. You can even look at the, um, uh, the, uh, the American Constitution. It, it says that, um, you know, we want to have life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It, it should be an, their right, is what they say. In the Declaration of Independence, it's written down there. It should be a man's right to pursue happiness. But this morning I want to speak about a simple subject is that, you know, the thing that we all want uh, is good. But how many know we are pursuing the wrong thing if, if it is happiness we are pursuing? Uh, it's the wrong thing if we're pursuing happiness. So I want to preach a sermon of entitled The Pursuit of Wisdom. Not the pursuit of happiness, sir. Uh, the pursuit of wisdom. We can look at Proverbs 3 in verse number 13. Um, Bible says, happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding, for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. Church, help me pray this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this time, God, to be gathered in your name. God, I'm praying, God, we can glean wisdom, God, from your word. God, we can leave this place, Father God, pursuing after you, God. I'm praying, Father, open our hearts to hear your word today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, the first thing I want to look at, there's many things you can look at here in the, proverb, in, in the book of Proverbs and it's such a wonderful book because it is a book filled with wisdom. 
And it's a book that is uh, uh, written by one of the wisest men to, to have ever lived, to ever walk the face of the earth. And it's filled with wonderful nuggets of gold. And the first thing I want to look at really in this scripture is the one thing that's glaringly obvious. And it's all throughout the book of Proverbs is that uh, wisdom is personified. Wisdom goes through some personification. In other words, uh, this non-human attribute is given human characteristics. It is personified. And more specifically, it is personified to that of a woman. The Bible says her and she. Now there's many things you can look at. Now I don't believe the Bible is saying that because it's trying to insinuate that women are more intelligent than men. I don't believe that. Maybe some of you do believe that. Maybe that's your experience. But I don't believe that's what the Bible is saying. Uh, I don't believe that is. But what I do believe is to do with the relationship with wisdom. It's to do with how we are to pursue wisdom. Or how we are to treat wisdom. How we are to commit to having wisdom. And I believe that's why it's personified as a woman. And when you think about that, when you understand wisdom to be as a woman or personified as a woman, you start to look at the relationships. If you go right back to the, to the beginning in Genesis 2.18, where God looked at man and said, listen, it's not right for man to be alone. Think about that in the context of wisdom. He created this man and he looked and said, it's not right for him to be alone. He needs to have a helper, which is wisdom. Because if he can have wisdom, listen, he can attain things, he can do things, he can have things that he wouldn't be able to have on his own. Look at Proverbs 18, verse number 22. I love the scripture. It says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. If we look at a parallel verse that is very, very similar and literally can be used interchangeably, it's in the chapter that's entitled The Excellence of Wisdom in Proverbs 8 and verse number 35. The Bible says, for whoever finds me, talking about wisdom, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. So you can see the similarities here. So the Bible is saying, uh, uh, therefore, as man looks for and loves and lives with a woman, so shall it be in our pursuit of wisdom. We should look to pursue wisdom as a man is pursuing his wife or his wife-to-be. Listen, there's people here that are married that used to tell me what they did to, 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 uh, uh, to get their wife. There's one in particular who told me he got turned down five times, I believe it was. But he was pursuing he was pursuing and he is married today, amen, to the one he was pursuing. And listen, we need to pursue wisdom as we pursue the one we want to marry, as we want to pursue the one we want to enter into a relationship. Why? Because wisdom brings a lot to the table. Can you say amen in this place? When you have wisdom, when you are committed to wisdom, when you are treated or when you are treating um, wisdom as you would treat um, your wife, listen, it brings a, 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 a thing, it brings a whole new realm to your life. And I want to go through um, the Proverbs that we just read um, and have a look at what wisdom can do um, to mankind. Uh, first, I want to look at is verse number 16. The Bible says uh, that length of days uh, is in her right hand. See, life is full of choices. Our destiny is directly linked to the decisions we make. 
And what our scripture is saying is that it is the person that has wisdom that will be able to successfully navigate through life and be all that God wants them to be. It's the person that makes wise choices and wise decisions that will have longevity. Can you say amen in this place? When you make good, righteous decisions, listen, you will be able to last the the test of time. When you go through and make good choices, listen, blessing will come upon your life, not cursing. Listen, you will choose life. In Deuteronomy 13, sorry, 30 and verse number 19, the Bible says, I call heaven and earth as witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. How many know it's a wise decision to look at that and say, you know, I'm going to choose life. God has given us the power of free will and it's a man that possesses wisdom that will use that free will to choose life. Can you say amen in this place? Because there's many opportunities for you to go through and actually choose death. But I was speaking to somebody, it's Christmas party time and they're talking about, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And of course it comes out that I don't drink And he says to me, listen, I wish I could stop drinking or I wish I could be like you because I've got so many health problems. My liver is this, my dad, I'm overweight. Um, I'm like, well, just stop drinking. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a wise choice to say, listen, I'm going to do this so that I can live longer. Come on now. When you put poison into your body and it starts to damage you, listen, that can cut your life shorter. Come on, there's wisdom that says I'm not going to smoke and inhale something toxic into my lungs. It's wisdom that says I'm not going to put drugs inside of my body and it'll mess up my mind, mess up my blood. It's wisdom that says I'm going to live a healthy life. I'm going to regulate what I eat. I'm going to regulate what I put inside. It's wisdom that does that. And when you have that type of, just physically, without even going into the spiritual realm, listen, the chances are you are going to live longer. Come on. And that's the problem. Wisdom, when you don't, when you lack wisdom, you begin to make silly, silly decisions that could end up shortening your life, removing the destiny that God has for you. Look at this, Exodus 20, verse number 12, another decision. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. And in Ephesians 6, Paul is saying that this is the commandment, the first commandment with promise. In other words, when you make a wise choice, a wise decision to say, I'm going to honor my parents, that will affect your destiny. So when you have wisdom, you make good choices. The Bible says longevity comes. Length is in her right hand. She comes with length of days. Bible also says in the same verse, number 16, we're going to move on to another thing. It says, in her left hand, riches and honor. Now, I can't help but think about King Solomon himself. In 1 Kings 3, he he uh, uh, um, uh, had a, a chance to meet with God. God appears to him and in a dream, he asks him, what do you want me to do for you? And here in verse number 11, the Bible says, then God said to him, because you have asked this thing, because 
uh, Solomon asked for wisdom. Because you've asked this thing and have not asked for long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, uh, nor have asked the life of your enemies, uh, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern uh, justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you uh, a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. uh, And I have also given you what you have not asked for, both riches uh, and honour, so that there shall not be anyone like you uh, among the kings all of your days. So he asked for wisdom and God said, listen, when you ask for wisdom, when you get wisdom, wisdom comes with friends. Can you say amen in this place? Wisdom comes with attributes. Wisdom comes, and in this case, with riches and honour. So many people are trying to find things that are going to make them happy. They're pursuing something that will try to make them happy. The pursuit is in the wrong place. We should be pursuing wisdom. And in the area of riches and honour, in the area of wealth, listen, how many know that it is wisdom that brings wealth, not necessarily wealth that brings wisdom? Come on now. I say again, it's it's wisdom, right choices, right influences that bring wealth, not wealth that brings wisdom. You know, there's a, a fascinating um, statistic that lottery winners, lots of people who play the lottery, I mean, there you go. That's, it's unwise for you to play the lottery anyway. If you're playing the lottery, listen, let me just throw it out there. It is an unwise decision for you to spend your hard-earned cash um, on money, on, on lottery, sorry. You do that. Listen, it's more likely for you to get hit by lightning and struck by a bus at the same time than for you to win the lottery. <laughs> And listen, it's, it's smart what they do because when somebody wins, they put, they publicize it. L- look at this person. It could be you. <laughs> it could be you. More chance of you falling down the stairs, breaking your neck, getting up uh, and falling down the stairs again, breaking your neck after you've just been... Listen, there's more chance of all this stuff happening uh, than for you to play the lottery. So if you're playing the lottery, listen, secretly just cut that, okay? Listen, we're, gonna, we're not going <laughs> to point anybody out here, but just, just cut that. Listen, we don't want to do that. But a fascinating, a fascinating statistic I found is that uh, over 70% of lottery winners... Over 70% of them lose everything within the first five years. <laughs> That's saying that if 10 people were here, that won, 10 of them won the lottery, seven of them in the next five years will be broke. And when you look at that, you look at the, the, the stories, they actually end up broker than they was before than they played the lottery. So before maybe they were just working a job and they was getting by, they win the lottery and they go crazy and after that they become even worse than they were before. I saw a story of a, of a young man who was just earning, a, 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 I think it was like £10 an hour doing his normal job. Then he won tens of millions of dollars and went crazy and went even worse to the fact that he started having to look through bins to find food to eat. Because wealth doesn't necessarily bring wisdom. But wisdom can bring wealth. Can you say amen in this place? On the flip side, uh, you know, I think it's fascinating. You know, in the 1970s, I think it was 1972, Idi Amin in Uganda, he he said to, (laughs) I still can't believe this now. He said, listen, all you Indians in my country, I'm giving you 90 days, pack up and leave. 
Because at that time, I believe uh, um, the Asians uh, represented a 1% or 2% of the population, but they controlled 90% of the economy. I mean, they're just complete imbalance. They was doing well. They had businesses. They was, they was going all over the place. There was a particular family that had a business. They started from scratch. It was a printing business. They became the largest printing business in East Africa, and they was doing fantastically. So about 2% of the population, uh, the Asian community controlled 90% of the economy. And Idi Amin came in and said, nah, I'm not having that. You guys need to leave my country. And he gave them 90 days to leave. So 90 days, you can't sort anything out. So these people literally left with nothing except for the clothes on their back. They were just forced out the country and many of them went to, to, to Canada, many of them went to the UK and this particular family came to the UK, they went to Birmingham with nothing. There was like 30 people in one house. But these people were wise. It didn't take them long, a couple of years that they were no longer just here with the clothes on their back but they started businesses. They started, the families bound together and they started buying property. They saved enough money to buy property. People started buying petrol stations. This family's owned 70 petrol stations. Now I don't know if you've ever filled up your car and you know how much you spend when you go to a petrol station. Just think of the profits you would earn from so it didn't take them long to go from nothing straight back up to the top again. Why? Because they made wise decisions. Church, one of the things we need is wisdom in every area of our life. And when we speak to people we need to speak with wisdom. We raise up children. Listen, I've got four children. I pray every day, God, help me to be wise, to be able to navigate how to bring up these children. Listen, I thought this would be a breeze. I thought, listen, I have many children. Just come. I'll be fine. We'll play. It'll be fine. I'll be... Listen, and then I started having children. Then I started realizing this isn't no game. I need God because I don't, I don't understand, especially my young girls. Amen. Hey, listen, you women, I love you. God bless you, but you are complicated. <laughs> Dear Lord, help me. I have a 10-year-old. She's about to be 11 next month. And she's going on like she's 25 years old. Says so some things I'm like, God, you need to help me here because I don't know how to deal with this. I need wisdom. Can you say amen in this place? Listen, if I'm going to continue on and be the man that God wants me to be and able to speak to people and able to, to navigate through life and able to uh, be the husband he wants me to be, the father he wants me to be, listen, the pastor he wants me to be, I need to walk in wisdom. I can't do this on my own strength. I can't do this with my worldly wisdom because that is foolishness before God. We need to understand and step into a supernatural type of wisdom. We need to be able to navigate and say, you know, listen, sometimes I, 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 get, con, I get concerned about what's going to happen in the last days because there's many people that are going to be deceived, the Bible says. Even God's own elect are going to be deceived. We need to be wise in order to test the spirits that are going to come up. The Bible says that there's going to be many people that are going to come, say, listen, I'm the Messiah, or come. There's going to be many people that are going to deceive many, going to see wonders and miracles. We're going to see these things, but they're there to deceive. We need wisdom to be able to stay on the track or the path that, that God has designed for us. Can you say amen in this place? We need to be able to function in wisdom. We need to be committed to wisdom. We need to take wisdom and take care of her. Come on now. And we need to be committed to her that we can continue on together. 
And I love the way, like I said, that it's personified as a woman because when we seek that relationship, how many know the covenant of marriage is not designed to be broken? It's meant to be there forever. It's meant to be there not to be broken. It's meant to be serving. Listen, until when I stood before uh, God and my friends and family, um, I said until death parts us. That should be the same as wisdom. Come on, we need to be sprinkled with wisdom. She needs to walk with you wherever you go. When you get up, you need to get up with wisdom. Come on now. When you go to your workplace, go to your workplace with wisdom. Come on. When you lie down in your bed, lie down with wisdom. Come on. And as you do that, you'll begin to, uh, these things will begin to unfold. And I want to finish off with the same scripture we started with. Just listen to it as we speak about um, her, as we speak about wisdom. The Bible says, um, happy is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver. And her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. And in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. Church, you want happiness? Pursue wisdom. You want understanding, riches, honor, blessing? Pursue wisdom. And we know the very, very beginning of wisdom is the fear of Lord. Let's close our eyes. Let's, let's, let's bow our heads in this place. The pursuit of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the very beginning of that wisdom. It all starts right there. Because as you put the proper reverence on Jesus Christ that he deserves... That's your first step of wisdom. As you understand that you require a savior, that's the first step for you being wise. Here's a wise man or woman that says, I need God. Here's a wise man or woman that says, Jesus, I'm nothing without you. And wisdom is something we need to pursue daily. Because as I said, God has given us power. God has given us free will. And that is the power to choose. He's literally given that to us in our hands. We can choose. We can wake up and choose. And as we choose, we're making decisions that can alter our destiny. We're making decisions that can alter our life. We're making decisions that can alter the length of our days. So the decisions that we make are very important. So they better be wise decisions. And it will only be wise if you regard the Lord your decisions will only be wise 
if you fear the Lord, because that's the beginning, the Bible says, of all wisdom. So maybe you're in this place uh, and you've, uh, you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, but you want to. You want to get on that path. You want to make the first step of wisdom and make Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior here. You want to understand, or you understand that without Him, you don't know where you would go. If you were to die today, you don't know where you would spend eternity. If you want to start that journey of wisdom right now, you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, all I want you to do is raise your hand as a sign to me uh, that you want to start a new beginning. You want to start a new journey of wisdom in this place. You want to start a new journey to gain understanding in this place. You want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Uh, put that hand up uh, and I'll pray with you in this place. Maybe you're backslidden. Uh, you've uh, stepped away from Christ. You've stepped away from living for God. Uh, and now you're living with worldly wisdom. Now you're making worldly decisions. Uh, well, now's the time to come back home. Now's the time to rededicate your life. If you're here and that's you, you want to rededicate your life again, just raise your hand. Uh, um, I will pray with you personally. If you want to come uh, and find a place, I will pray with you. We'll uh, rededicate your life to Christ again in this place. Understand my voice. Unsaved or backslidden, you want Jesus Christ uh, to be your Lord and Savior. You want to be forgiven of your sins. Uh, uh, have a blessed assurance that heaven will be your home in this place. Raise that hand in this place. Uh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Okay, speaking to Christians in this place, sir. The pursuit of happiness shouldn't be the pursuit of happiness at all. It should be the pursuit of wisdom. And as we strive, as we pursue wisdom, it is her, it is wisdom that will bring along with her happiness. Blessing, security, stability, longevity. We've got far too many decisions in our life to make without wisdom. We should strive to say, God, make me wise. God, make, make me wise so I can make wise decisions. And everywhere that I go and everything that I do, the people I interact with, give me wisdom that I can go and be the man or the woman you've called me to be. And help me to chase after her. That I can fulfill destiny. That my days can be long on this earth. Riches and honor, happiness, blessing, stability can be ours. Church, we want to find some time to pray right now. We're going to ask God to give us wisdom. Abba says we can ask and he will give us liberally and without reproach. Let's ask God for wisdom. Whatever decisions we're about to face, we, maybe some of you are about to face some decisions and you're going into a, a, a crossroads and you're about to make some decisions. Listen, ask God for wisdom. and Ask God that you can make wise choices, wise decisions that will affect your life. Ask Him to give you the wisdom that you can make the choice that will become a blessing to your life. Listen, if you want to come, maybe you've got a decision, a big decision coming up, 
right now, listen, come. The altars are open. Come and find a place to pray. Come and find a place to pray and ask God for wisdom. Ask Him to help you to decide, help you to make the right choice. Make the choice that will profit. Listen, you got decisions coming up, a big decision coming up. Come, find a place to pray. Ask Him oh, to help you with godly wisdom. Wisdom that will bring fruitfulness. Wisdom that will bring a stability. Wisdom that will bring a blessing, riches, honor, bring a Oh, life and life more abundantly. Bring with it peace. Father.